Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 308. And I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and a pump for the show. And why am I a pump for the show? Because I always am. Stop asking me. Why do you ask me this every week? But anyway, with us, as always, it's my buddy, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master, Third Shift. It's Eric. And he's here to tell us, as he always is, Eric, Eric, you know, my good old friend, what's, what's been happening this week? How was your week? What's going on? What's doing? We had we had a weird week, Matt. Here's the, here's the deal. I don't remember it. I was sitting down and I was thinking about it, and I went, "This is a classic." I don't really remember what happened. I have no memory of this last weekend, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. But I, I'm I'm assuming I was home, right? We played Tiny Tina's, right? We did indeed do that. Okay, so I have to assume I played. Um, Monster Hunter Rise with Shay, too, because that's what I do on Saturdays. But I don't remember. I don't remember. It's weird. It's so weird. And then I go, well, what did I do in real life? I don't know. What did I do? I can't remember. I think I maybe worked outside in the garden a bit and messed around out there. I think I mowed, oh, I mowed the lawn. I do remember that. I mowed the lawn, you know? And then I went to work every day. And uh, But I will say this. Tiny Tina's, we got on there, and I, I'm confused, though, because we played that, but I remember us already talking and, and giving it guff, because, you know, playing exactly what we wanted to play at that time, but feeling obligated, it feels like we had that talk, and so it feels like that was something we did last week, Right. and so it's throwing me off, it's throwing me for a loop. But it's just because we've done a couple shows because we were catching up and doing whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it slowly comes back. It slowly comes back. And I will say a wonderful moment. And I know you guys all haven't heard this, but the moment with the uh, and not the anvil, the anchor in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, mm-hmm. still a bright spot for me. Still just a treasure trove of fun. That felt great. Gosh bless. We talked about Gearbox on a, another episode that we do, but only special folks get it. So... You know what? You're out of luck. You'll have to go over there if you want to hear anything about that particular thought process and line of thinking. He's talking about the Patreon because he hasn't actually said the words. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you to say it's on the Patreon. Yes, that's where the things are. You can sign up at the, I forget what the tiers are called. Oh boy, what are the tiers called? You can sign up at the extra, extra tier and the shifter tier. It gets you an extra episode every single month. And if you sign up for shifter, you get the one at extra, extra. So you get two every Mm -hmm. month. Get to know what we're thinking, what we're doing, what we're loving, what we're hating. All the good stuff. It's a small pittance. What a pittance. What a pittance. Go and throw some bucks our way. Get some exclusive content. Everybody loves it. Dang straight. And that's all you're going to get on that because I talked about Tiny Tina's and we talked about it over there. So I'm not regurgitating at all. I'll just say the anchor was fantastic. And with that, I apparently must have played Monster Hunter Rise with Shay because like I said, that's what we do. So that was probably a lot of fun. I'm probably pretty sure we enjoyed ourselves. And now I do remember. See, oh, it's just, it's all, it's coming back. Now that I talk it out, I can start getting memories of it again. We got this armor in the beginning of Monster Hunter Rise, you know, the pre, you know, the pre buy stuff or whatever it was. And at first I didn't wear it. I didn't even know I had it, to be honest with you, until Shay mentioned it to me the very first day me and him started playing together. He already had his on, so I put mine on. So I assumed it was going to be, 
you know, a lot of times they'll give you those beginner armors that are, like, good for the first five levels, and after that, you know, you'll replace it and move on with your life. But then you're often disappointed because that beginner armor they give you usually looks really dope, and you don't want to get rid of it because you just put on, you know, leather trash, you know, that ends up being looking like hot garbage, but it's got better stats. This is one of those weird flips. This armor is actually good till like, past 30, and from the pace we're on it's like almost the entire regular game it feels like and the stats of course are boosted up to that so we're in here smoking monsters i mean we're just wrecking them having a good time with it there ain't no competition it's still a lot of fun but after two sessions of that and mind you instead of looking awesome it looks like utter trash this this armor looks atrocious so you know, you have to go get your transmog on because this stuff is not it. Which is fine since there is transmog, so no worries. But anywho's, this last session, we got done playing and we were having some good laughs. We were having some good times. But immediately following, I was thinking, man, it's just too easy. It's too easy. It, it ain't feeling right. And it's going to screw us up later because we're going to get accustomed to this being easy and us just smoking through. When, and indeed, as I, you, know, you should know if you don't know, Monster Hunter is a challenging game. It's all about the boss fights. It's all about fighting all the monsters and then learning what they do, avoiding the, you know, the stuff you're supposed to avoid, finding weaknesses, etc., etc., etc. And we don't have to do any of that right now because we have this super overpowered gear. So he texted me as I was thinking about this after we got done and said, Dude, we got to take this gear off and we got to put on whatever we've been making. And just roll that going forward so we can stay true to the Monster Hunter world. And I said, you're 100% accurate. That is what we need to do. So, going forward, it's going to be a little bit different. Because now we'll just be in, you know, the stuff we make as we kill monsters. Which I think is ultimately going to feel ten times better and more rewarding anyway. Because now I'm putting on the stuff that I'm making. Instead of just going, oh, cool, nice to have a piece of that. And put it to the side and don't really care. So, yes. Monster Hunter... Friggin' Rise was played. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands was played. And then just the other day, I put on Yakuza Like a Dragon. And it's funny, because I remember early conversations, which reminded me of that at first, Matt wasn't too hot on it. And then that stuck with me, even though later conversations he came to you know really love it and appreciate it and had a good time with it. But one of the reasons why is a reason why I, well, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I, I understand 100% now. I got about two and a half hours in, and I don't think I did anything. I think I just watched a story for two and a half hours. In fact, it was so weird that when I woke up this morning, I thought I was watching an anime. Because I was like, man, that anime, what What did that anime call it? And I was like, dude gets in the Yakuza, and I'm like, shut up, dummy, you're playing Yakuza. No, I wasn't. I literally was just watching Yakuza for about two and a half hours, and which was cool and it was fun and it's super engaging. And I, you know, I'm still thinking about it. It just, it just put me off for a minute though because I'm like, well, I hope this isn't all the time, because I wanted to get off at like the hour thirty mark, hour forty mark, and I couldn't. It was just more, more scenes, more scenes, more scenes. I wasn't gonna skip any of it, so I'm like, well, I gotta watch it so I know what the hell's going on, who, what's, what's motivation. And it's definitely not all the time because there's a lot. Well, I mean, I played the gameplay just to play the gameplay in a lot of sense. Uh-huh. But there, I mean, the story sequences are long and detailed like that. But I think the the intro is especially so because they have to set up 
the new character, all of his associations, the new, it's not a new world, but essentially the new world that this game takes place in, Uh because there's like almost no association to a bunch of the stuff that happened in the past where it could just be, here's Kiryu, here's 30 minutes of what his situation is, and then you're running around town doing stuff. Here, brand new character, brand new Kamurocho, brand new life, brand new time setting in some cases. It's weird because I don't remember that being the case, but like you just talked about before, now that you mention it, I'm like, yeah, it was a long time to get into some gameplay, but worthwhile time because the more time you spend with characters, the more you blah, blah, blah. All the more you like them and can relate to them in the end. So once again, not disappointed at all, had a good time, but definitely was like, oh crap, I, I, for whatever reason, just wasn't ready for that and didn't think I was going to get sucked into a two and a half hour session. Mandatory session, by the way, except for, I think it was like two spots in between where I could have probably saved and got off. But once again, being fresh to this, I wasn't aware that every time I entered one of them scenes, there was 20, 30 minutes of my life that I had to wait and go through it or just do it all over a different time. So so something to learn, something to know in case you want to get into the Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I recommend you do. It's been on pretty much every platform free at some point in time at this point. But uh, I'm enjoying it. I can't wait to play it again when hopefully this weekend but a lot of stuff coming we got family visiting birthday parties this weekend all sorts of stuff going down so we'll see how that goes more importantly than it being free it's also really fantastic like it's really, it is really fantastic good. like it's amazing no, it's awesome. once you get all the classes and you're doing all the stuff oh it's just the gameplay is just so fun it's just oh oh yeah it's great i gotta get that perfect guard under control I, it's very 50 50 for me right now i'm like i think i got it no, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. To think I got it. Oh, it did work. Sweet. So I, I don't really know where the sweet spots are at all yet. I'm just 50-50 on it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I can get that under control and know like you know exactly when to get that stinking button. Leveling up the jobs and getting the cool abilities that have little cutscenes that go with them. Oh, it's just... Man, I, I just want to talk about that now. That's <laughs> so good. Oh, and the, then the side games, the mini games, and the management thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't even got to any of that yet. I can't wait. I haven't even got to know that stuff. And I already know the abilities are going to be fantastic, and I'm looking forward to that. And then, of course, I'm just looking forward to getting companions, you know, more people in the party, mm-hmm. more stories to follow, things to do with my folks, you know, and just the interactions that are going to go there in because, man, so far, fantastic. And, uh, yeah, that's been about it, I think. You know, I don't – I'm sure I'm missing something, but – that's been the gist of it, and working, you know, the usual stuff, going out and about and doing this and that, and then talking with Matt, and now we're here. We made it to Thursday. What about you? Well, I, I hear you out there, podcast listeners. I know. I know what you're feeling, because you heard Eric say, I don't know what I did this week. He went, gosh, what a what a dork. What a loser. I can't comprehend that. And I'm not, I'm not along with you. I go, I can't, I can't comprehend it either. But guess what? Guess what I did this week? I don't remember either. See? It's been such a weird, jumbly week. I don't, like, nothing's really changed, but it's just, everything's just been weird. I know on Friday, we played Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Had some fun, had some not fun. More about that on the uh, the What You Play in Third Shift, as usual. Then, I know I have, on the video game front, obviously, also played and streamed Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster. And that is just, I mean, since I can't remember much else that I did... That, that is the highlight of the week. Whenever I get to get on and play a Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, whichever one it is, and stream it and have fun and do voices and just be zany and ridiculous, 
It's just a ton of fun. So come on over to twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme and have fun with me. I'm at the second world now. I, you know, I'm following this, a guide to just make sure I don't miss any things. Just because there's a couple different worlds in this one. So you can miss enemies and items from the first world if you don't get them while you're there before you go to the second. That kind of thing. But, you know, I'm trying not to... It doesn't have story spoilers. It just says, like, after some scenes, check this. When you go to this area, fight these three enemies. They'll fill out the bestiary. So I had a beautiful moment in the last stream. I went to... What's the name? I've thrown away the page already. I don't remember the name of the castle, but it says, Down south here is Kazus Castle. Right outside, you can find the Kazus Beast, or whatever it is. Find the Kazus Beast? Oh, it's pretty tough. But it's cool. I got blue magic. I got thousand needles. Everybody knows what thousand needles does. Thousand points of damage. Kill the thing. Couple rounds, no sweat. Okay, cool. Inside that castle, you'll find this enemy. It's a little tough for now, but you should encounter it so you don't miss it. Okay. Go in. It's some big, like, sh it, I think it's called Shield Dragon. All right. Thousand Needles, go. Do, 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 do. Thousand damage. Next round. Thousand Needles, go. Do, 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 do. Then the dragon uses Zombie Breath, which I've never seen before in any other game that I've ever played. Any Final Fantasy game? Nothing. I've played this game before. Never saw this. <sighs> Huge amount of damage. Bunch of party members turn into zombies. Now, that doesn't just mean what it traditionally means. What I always think of is Final Fantasy X Zombie, where you are just undead, so cure spells hurt you, and death spells heal you. No. Here, your HP is zero, and you're essentially like a berserked, confused party member. Huh. So... The party members are hitting each other. They're hitting the ones that are alive. They're hitting themselves everywhere. And they just continue to do it. If the boss is hitting them. It's doing no damage. I mean, it's throwing up damage numbers. But since they're zombies, they just keep going. So it's, it's cool and it's horrifying. And I'm trying to do damage to the boss and cure the zombification and keep my people who are getting their butts kicked alive at the same time. And it just becomes this just giant ball of just problems i'm like okay i get this got him all right everybody's back from being zombies gallop he, he dropped the cure on we're finally doing good all right now it's time for a damage dealing turn here we go <sighs> zombie breath start all over oh okay died fine okay i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what i do in every single job system game when i'm in a pinch everybody's turning into monks and they're all just gonna punch and that's all that's happening Everyone's monking and punching. They've got HP through the roof, and they're punching the daylights out of them. All right. Now, on a normal enemy, punch is 500 damage. Absolutely. Here we go, shield dragon. I'm going to punch you. First of all, it back attacked me, so everyone's in the wrong row. Whatever. I'm still going to punch. I don't care. Punch. 46 damage. That's, that's, why, why is my strategy not going to work? Why does this not work? How does this not work? Okay. Okay. Died. Because zombie breath can't can't run away, can't do anything, whatever. Okay, died. All right, everyone's a blue mage. Everyone's using thousand needles the whole time. Surely after two to three rounds, this thing will be dead. Because everything in this range, like even bosses, have had three thousand HP max. All right, three whole rounds go by. It also has an ability, knock silly, which does crazy damage and confuses you. So I'm getting knocked silly. I'm trying to keep up. Thousand Needles are going. It's going. It's going. It's going really good. It's going really good. It's going really good. Flee. Oh. Now, I would say in any other game, 
when there's a bestiary to complete, if you run into the enemy and survive the battle, you get it. Not in these games. You have to kill this enemy. Okay. Go in. There's a class called Beastmaster. It can control enemies, apparently, sometimes. Before, it's almost always worked. Here, just rounds. Control, control, control. Try and control it. Got it. Kill it with its own moves. It has, like, a squadrillion HP. Its own move, Blaze, does, like, 4,000 to itself every time. I had to do it, like, 11 times to this thing. Okay, it's dead. It's in my bestiary. Whatever. I look at the guide, because I'm like, okay, I gotta go to the top of this castle. Surely, it told me to go in the castle. Go to the top of the castle. Here's where the legendary items are, are held. Okay. Is there anything for me to do here? Go all around the room. There's a weird, like, tile that's glowing. Does nothing. Look at the guide. After you fought that enemy, just leave, and the actual story is, like, a million miles south. I did all this for nothing. Like, not for nothing, because I did get it. And I did, I killed it twice, because I am a stubborn badass. But it was just that moment of just 20 minutes of pain. You can hear it in my voice, because I listened to the VOD. And you can just hear the, what? 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 Going, because you have to go up, I went up the castle, all the way, fighting the damn things. Down the castle. It's only a couple screens, but I got to the top. I'm like, all right, surely here's the story missions going to take me away. No, you just have to go back and you have to f- do it again. So it was, <laughs> it was an ordeal unto itself, but the game is still a ton of fun. I love all the characters. It's a job system game. I love when I get to the end of a battle and it says mastered next to my job level. And I go, oh boy, I, I rub my little hands together and I go, what's next what of my favorite classes do you get to change into now and use that awesome ability oh i didn't even talk about the animal's ability the animal's ability is the best i've i've come to realize anybody who talks about this game doesn't have any idea what they're talking about with jobs and abilities everyone says geomancer is stupid oh it just does it just does random abilities whatever uh but all its random abilities kick ass Oh, you can be a ranger? You can get the animal's ability. That's stupid. It's just as random stuff. But sometimes those animals kick ass. It's awesome. It's fun. It's a great time. I love it. And it's amazing. On the real world front, I don't remember. Played stuff with you. Watched SummerSlam, which was a pretty fun show. And then we did a bunch of Patreon episodes, which I think is what's going whoosh. It's just washing over everything. No time for Triangle Strategy. No time for Persona 3 Portable. No time to read a book. No time to do anything other than just stress and go back to work. It's a great week. It's a fun week. Yeah, exactly. It has been very strange. Can't wait to hop into a weekend, just like I need y'all to hop into the release this week with a cool little title, Matt, called Frogun. All right? Developed by Mulgato. It's on basically everything Switch, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox. Okay, I gotta interject, because... There's an independent wrestler called the Frogun. Is this his game? He dresses up like Show Nuff from The Last Dragon. If you even think about stepping to the Frogun, get ready to get put on your neck. I'm, I'm assuming not. No, this is not It's him. not. Oh, no, this, this game is a throwback to the PS1, Nintendo 64 days, 3D platforming with the 8-bit, 16-bit kind of music in the back. And you are Renetta, and you're the daughter of these two super cool explorers that know everything and doing everything. Well, they go to this Beezlebub ruins, and they tell the daughter, they say, don't you follow us, because it's dangerous. Well, what do you think happens? 
the parents go missing, Matt, and you, the daughter, gotta save them. So you brandish your mom and dad's secret brand new weapon called the Frogun. The Frogun! And guess what? It's a froggy in the shape of a gun. Isn't this the plot for like literally every release Everything. that you do? Yes. Parents yes. go and then they disappear and you got to go chase them down now, with some kind of magical funny? weapon. That's what I said the dark is. Your grandpa goes missing and you got a magical flashlight. You got to go get him. Here's a froggy gun because your parents are missing. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. It's almost like, uh, you know, they uh, all follow a theme here. All these little tiny indie games. You know, it's, uh, it's tried and true. So why, why, go, why go against the grain? It works. All right. You get motivated. You want to go in. The fun is in making the game cool, you know, getting some extra cool things in there, something unique, something great. Well, the unique thing here is Mr. Frogun's ability Frogun! as he shoots out his tongue. And what that does, it works like a grappling hook. So you're going to go 3D platforming, collecting coins. Surprise, surprise. You're going to collect red coins, green coins, regular colored coins. You're going to find obsidian skulls. Every level has many different things to collect while you're going around, you know, pursuing the end of said level that you need to do. And on top of it, there's also a timer. So while you're figuring out these puzzles, using your Frogun abilities Frogun! to get to the next platform, to get to the next spot, moving, you know, moving blocks, moving this, busting pots, the typical old school 3D platform in action. Spikes are involved, baddies are involved, you gotta use your frogun and whap them off, you know. Frogun! The whole thing. That's all there. That's all happening. No, I gotta interject again. Because that's... <laughs> okay, so when you and I need to make a video game, mm-hmm. some kind of indie game platform or whatever, and on the back back of the box, quote fingers, that'll be, that'll be our, our selling points. Spikes are involved, baddies are involved. Perfect. Sold. Perfect. That's Sold. it. That's it's classic. Nothing. It's a classic adventure. No, spikes are involved. Baddies are baddies involved. Are involved. I, don't, I don't know why, but Man. that just that just tickled the funny bones. Because <laughs> <laughs> because it's so cliche that this game just looks like well, it looks it's perfect. It is what it wants to be. It wants to be a throwback to the old school original 3D platformers. And that was usually what the you know case was back then. You had spikes, you had to get over fireballs, shooting off of walls. You had bug or dragon baddies, whatever the baddies were. In this case, they're like weird looking bugs, because it's all super crappy polygons. You can't really tell what they are. I, I can't really tell anyway. They just look like some look like bugs, some look like puffer fish. So the baddies down here in Beelzebub ruins are definitely pretty strange. But you're going through it to find your mom and dad. And then, on top of it, for whatever reason, apparently, some levels, instead of collecting things and then getting done in a certain time, which is another thing you got to worry about, you'll have levels where your arch nemesis, your rival, appears. And he's Jake, and he's got a snake. So he's like Jake the Snake, Matt. Jake the Snake! Yeah, and his snake is called Snatch. Really weird. Don't understand it, but I guess I do because his snake does the same thing your Frogun does. Frogun! Snake lashes out and snatches the wall and then grapples good old Jake to the other side just like you. And he goes, hard Pokemon style. I'm going to be better than you. You're going to race me. So you'll have these levels interjected throughout the storyline where instead of doing the typical puzzle solving move across the platforms to get to the other side, you're going to race good old Jake. And you got to beat him to the end. Well... Beating them to the end means you usually can't collect all the stuff. So not only do you have to do the level once, you got to do that level twice. Because after you beat Jake the Snake, 
you got to go back and make sure you get all the stuff. And why do you have to do that, Matt? Because that's what you have to do in all these old games. Because when you get all the skulls, you get all the green coins, you get all the orange coins, you get all the things, you beat the time that they want, you know, whatever weird time they concoct, you beat that time. On the left-hand side, each time you get one of those objectives, this special gem will be created. And you need those, of course, to become the bad man jammer you need to be to save the day and beat the game properly. So you will have to go back and you will have to collect these items through each one and get everything done so you can beat the game the way you need to beat the game. And then on top of it all, yes, there's boss fights. You know, typical big giant animal slash whatever the hell they are. And you got to learn their patterns. They'll throw rocks down in certain spots. And then you got to wait for the right moment to, you know, use your throw gun to throw, gun. throw the rock back at them, you know, stun them up, whatever the case may be. Just think old school 3D platformer. You pretty much got it. It looks fun. It looks engaging. If you like, you know, that kind of old school game. Not up my alley. I love the new. I, I Like Yakuza, when I was playing last night, gorgeous game. Reflections in the water. Lights out. Nights ups. Neon signs everywhere. I'm full in. You know, I, I do remember those awesome homages to the old days. But, I'm, I'm, you know, that's not for me. But if it is for you, go check it out. Because it does look truly like a classic old school platforming game you want to talk about classic old school platforming games that's not what this is at all i'm going to talk about i'm going to start talking about one game i might just shotgun blast with a million things to talk about here i don't know but i'm going to start talking about south of the circle which drops yesterday as we're recording this on the third developed by state of play published by 11-bit studios for pc playstation xbox and switch this is a beautiful story-based narrative game all about a scientist going to antarctica His plane crashes, the pilot has a broken leg or he's incapacitated somehow. So you as the character, you have to explore and search for rescue. And the cool thing about this is it's not just, you know, you're wandering through the wilderness, you're doing this and that. But you go through the wilderness, you know, you find things, you find logs, you find charts, you find this, you find that. You do some little mini games or some light story exploring through there. But while you're in these spaces, it will sometimes just boom, snap cut to a different spot from your past that he's kind of connecting with in that moment. So you get to basically play his life up until the point where this disaster happens to him. As you're progressing that section, it's kind of filling in the backstory. And the other cool thing about that is that you get to influence what he says or like how he responds to certain things. There's, you know, dialogue choices you can make, but it's not, you know, a person asks a question and then you see your three responses your three responses are in the form of what emotion he is going to respond with or what tone he's going to respond with. It's really interesting looking because, you know, it kind of pops up like speech bubbles overhead, essentially, or a little circle overhead. And each tone is represented by like a symbol. For some of the introductory ones that you see in reviews and stuff, it'll show that weird symbol and then like kind of hovering in the background of it. It'll be like anxious, nervous, blah, 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 or confident, cocky, this, this, this. So when the dialogue choice comes up, those bubbles kind of pop up one after the other. And so the first two might be super negative, but if you kind of let him ruminate on the question for a second, maybe that third one that actually has the positive or the the confident option kind of pops up. But you kind of have to keep in mind that silence isn't an option in this game, and it won't pause for you to just choose forever. So there is a little bit of a time limit on responses, but at some points, 
it may be beneficial to get a positive response instead of a stressed, a depressed, you know, kind of response like that. So I don't know. It's just an interesting game. It's something I do want to play. I've heard that the, as with a lot of games like this, the overall narrative is going to be the same, but the way that you can flavor it all along the way kind of changes, not the outcome of your playthrough, but it can change your playthrough as you go, because maybe he's a more negative person this playthrough. Maybe he's more optimistic here. It's interesting, because you on one wavelength, you are just trying to explore and survive and find things that you need, but on the other hand, you're learning more about this initial blank slate of a character. And I've heard the writing's really good, the voice acting's really good, the music is really good, the graphics are interestingly stylized. Like, they're not high-poly graphics or anything, but they're kind of like, if they were that, if you shave the deep, like, took like a sander and kind of shaved the detail off of some of them, it's not a rough polygon, it's a smooth polygon, but, like, the faces are kind of vague. They're not sharply detailed with all this stuff. But it's not a blank face either. It's a really interesting, just stylish choice. If you watch some trailers, watch a review, you'll get what I'm saying. It's a game that hooked my interest. And another game that hooked my interest announced today, Eric. Tactics Over Tactics Reborn. Tactics Reborn? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I saw that and I was just like, God, oh, I just can't do this. I can't. I can't do it. You can do it, Eric. You can do it and I could do it too because it's... Well, what's interesting, and I think it's gotten some backlash for it, is this is a remake of the re-release or remaster that was the original Tactics Ogre went to PSP. Now it's coming out with fully blown out, beautiful, HD-ified graphics, which some people are beefing with. I'll get to that in a second. If you watch this trailer and it doesn't make you happy, we cannot be friends. Because I watched it, and the music is it's music's all re-recorded, it's all reorchestrated, it's all redone. Voice acting. They got full voice acting voice now. acting now. The sprites, to me, look beautiful, because they're kind of HD-ified. There's a, there's a quick five-second bit where the unit is walking on the map. It is the prettiest thing I have ever seen. I can't explain it, because it's not, like, graphically amazing and outstanding. But just the cleanness of that map, and the cleanness of the text, and the line that the character walks from city to city. Uh-huh. I watched it just a little bit ago before we got started, and I got chills because it looked so good. Now, I will say, people are beefing on the graphics because it's not pixel perfect, big, fat, chunky pixels. It's a little bit of smooth. But to me, it looks like, and people have said, oh, you can't see this. It looks like how a CRT would make those chunky pixels look. It's a little bit smooth. To me, it's just enough. I've seen games that are too smooth. This, I think, is the perfect amount of smooth. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, check out the trailer. Check out some screenshots. Don't, don't check out the hater screenshots, because they'll zoom in and, and crisp it up too much. If you just watch that trailer, it's just the right amount of like smoothly blurry, pixely. I don't want to say blurry, because blurry sounds bad. But it's just yeah, that, that, that doesn't sound good. But it's got enough uh, uh, vagueness to it. Or uh, Yeah, uh, uh, that, that works. Because you can see the pixels underneath the... like. The little, little vague smoothie. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how to re- describe it, but it makes me happy. I saw it and I went, that's that's it. And then it's coming out this year. Yep, It's coming out November 11th, which makes me sad because of something that we talked about on a shift to monthly topic. But uh, you might have to break the rules. What can I say? It's a game with units on a map and it looks gorgeous. What can I do? And it's a huge win for me because, hey, guess what? I never played this. I didn't. I came late to the tactics type games, you know. I didn't. I didn't start there. So by the time I got into liking that, 
this game was, of course, already way in the purview. So right now is fresh, beautiful, perfect time for me to play a classic, play something, you know, that I should have played all those years ago but didn't ever get it to. So I'm so stoked. And like you said, just the little sprites, and I just love it. So, Like you said, the vagueness of it with the eyes. You know, just enough in that in that in that little bit of there where you can see when they're mad, they're happy, they're angry, but not all the movements to where you, then mm-hmm. you start. Well, their teeth look weird. Ah, those eyes are kind of googly. I don't really vibe with it. This is so simple, and just you know, well as it should be doing harkens back to the old days when, boom, squinty, mean eyes, happy eyes, or big. Oh, I'm surprised. Just basic stuff that made you understand what that character was feeling. Without it being up close and personal and getting that uncanny valley thing going on. I love all that old stuff like that. And I just said I don't like the PlayStation's polygonal 3D platforming all stuff. But I like this. So yes, I do play favorites and I and I don't care. I can like what I want. And this is exciting for me because just like you, I, well, I, I have played this game for like 15 minutes on a rental when I rented this and something else that caught my interest. So it's been on my list. It's been on my radar forever. I've always heard how good it is. Never been able to experience it. I also actually bought it and downloaded it for my Vita, the PSP version. It's sitting on my Vita right now. Well, now I don't have to even play it there. I can play it on the PC. I can play it on my PlayStation. I can play it on my Switch. Maybe someday it'll come to Xbox. I don't know. But just... Man, something about seeing this coming to life, hearing that orchestral music. Like I said, just seeing the little dude move on the map. It just, it was everything that my childhood was. You know, sprites moving on maps, especially when you get to the Final Fantasy Tactics era of childhood. It's just, it hits all the right buttons, and it got me so damn excited. I was, when I, from when I first saw it to when I just saw it again right now, pulling up a screenshot, I went, is this really that good? Yes, it is really that good and that pretty. It is going to be that good. It is going to be that good, and it is going to be that pretty, and it's coming out in three months or so. And another game, Overwatch 2, is coming out in a freaking few months as well. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. That's late October, right? October 26th or something? Isn't it October 4th? Like, we're October 4th? just two okay. months out from it, I'm pretty okay, sure. Okay, so we're only two months out. So that's not so bad, but I did have to say, man, they just announced today they're not going to do a third beta. They're not going to let anybody touch it again until it releases, and I was super sad because, as we've said on a previous show, you got into the beta, you actually got to play some matches, have some fun, and I was super jealous because I had such a hard time figuring out how to get in this freaking beta. On the Blizzard app, it used to be super easy. I'd go into my settings, I'd go down to my uh, my little my little my little bead thingy, and it would state all the games I have, and it would say, "Would you like to opt in for betas for this, 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 this?" And you just click the button. That's all you did. I clicked it, and then I was opted in for any betas for those titles. Hence, why I've been in the alphas and betas for you know Warcraft for pretty much forever, and sometimes Diablo. That's not there anymore. It's gone. And then you were like, "I just pushed the button when it said join the beta." Well, I did that. Except for it took me just to, hey, reserve the game, and you'll get into the beta. So I missed the bucket on it. Well, I finally found it, got in there, and then they just announced that they're not doing the damn thing. And I'm like, well, that was a waste of my life. Dang it. And I think I've mentioned it on a podcast before. I know I've mentioned it to you, but I was super sad. I mean, I got into the beta. I was like, all right, sweet. I'm going to play it this weekend. And then... I'm surely going to just be in the game until launch because it's just going to be free to play. And the last beta, it like went, started in April and continued on pretty darn close to that second beta release date, at least 
as far as I'm aware. But no, I got in for literally a weekend. And then they went, goodbye, see you later. Just like you, though, I thought, surely the third beta is coming. It'll be a month around the corner. Uh No third beta. So I am sad because it did whet my appetite. I am thirsty and hungry for some proper Overwatch 2, and especially to get in there with a buddy. But I can I can hold off. It's only two months away, and this is a game I don't have to break my new thing for because it's free to play. It's free to play. And we will be in there having a good time. I did download Overwatch again, and I know Matt, he, he got real grumpy when I said, we could play this, and then you could just watch me open 20, 20 30 freaking packages before we do anything. And he said, nah, that sounds terrible to me. So I went in. And I opened my 2030 packages by myself. Good. And I got a billion legendary skins mm-hmm. and uh, spray paints, you know, you name it. I got all the stuff. I got a wonderful skin for uh, Ash or whatever. That's just freaking sweet as all get out. A uh, couple cool ones for Roadhog that I didn't have. Just on and on and on. Just got in there and was like, yeah, this is so cool. I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Hopefully I get to keep all that transitioning over to Watch 2. I believe you do. You do, because it's just going to flat out replace yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, and or link up to it. I mean, it's not going to matter because it's going to be free, so everyone will just transfer over to it. But when I did play the beta, I had all of my old Moira stuff. Because okay. I don't play anybody but Moira. I had all my skins. I had all my sprays. My uh-huh. It was all there. I can't wait to play more of that because even the changes to Moira... There's one change I don't like, but it comes hand in hand with one that I do. Because they changed your damage ball. It's not a damage ball anymore. It's a, if you hit an enemy with it, it lowers their maximum, like, attack value. So it's it's a debuff ball. But the cooldown for that is no longer tied to the cooldown for the health ball. So even though I do not support, I do not heal when I'm Moira, all I do is murder, and I still murdered in the beta. I think, as we said on the show, I'm not sure. But now, when people do need a heal ball, I can actually throw it out because it's not, I don't go, oh, well, I just threw damage ball. Sorry. You got to wait for 10 seconds. Also, by the way, I just killed three people. So what do you need healing for? Because they're all dead and I'm carrying the team. But okay. So now I can just be like, you'll go, I need heals. I'll go heal ball and then dodge over behind and they just murder people. It's great. I love it. It's so good. I can't wait. I want to play more right now. See, I'm so mad because you got to experience that, man. I don't know. All I ever, Arisa's totally different. A different whole world for Arisa. And I'm like, yay. Uh, I don't know. I got to I gotta feel it and touch with my own hands before I can get excited or sad. Mm-hmm. But you got to already taste it. And you get to already just have that vibe going and going in. And I'm like, I want that vibe. I want to be able to go, yeah, those changes to Arisa are great. And then she is who I want her to be. And I can't wait to play her. Or, or. What is it going to be now? Maybe I don't. Maybe I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to try to play Ash or or, uh, or Roadhog or, uh, you know, whoever else I fancy at the time. It was so good, too, because they had Junker Queen, the new character, in there, too. But nobody knows how to play her. So even in just the handful of matches that I did get to play, it was like, oh, here's a Junker Queen. Easy pickings for me as Moira. Anybody else on this team who needs healing? Whatever. I'm killing Junker Queen. Because it's going to be super easy. And it always was. There were a couple that knew how to do use abilities, but I'm so good. It doesn't matter. It's a blast. And we get to have that blast again in just two months because it will be new for everybody and fresh for everybody. Nobody's going to know how to play that character. It's going to be Sojourn and Junker Queen all the time getting murdered by us. And I can't wait for it. It's going to be so much fun. And, of course, a little bit of mini topic for the night. If 
Something I can't wait for. Something I don't understand even what the hell's going on, to be honest. And I wanted to bring it up today. Because we haven't talked about this thing in a while. It's called Gearbox. It's this thing we used to cover. We used to do things for. They've gone quiet. I haven't heard anything. You know, once Tiny Tina's Wonderland's kind of wrapped up, it was just really quick back into the old box. And it, it puzzles me because we know of a couple games that they've been working on for ever for years and years and years and i'm like what are they doing the devs ain't speaking a word most things ain't happening the only hint i have besides stuff we already know and we'll go on just overall everything but i want to while i'm thinking about it duke nukem man me and you've already told gearbox what they need to do with duke nukem Mm -hmm. you know the two different paths okay you know you got nuka duke but you know then we could do the fun old school style with that or we could go new where you're you know playing a doom like game but one of you is always telling your dad to shut up because he's an idiot and he just, you know, keeps saying stupid things that he shouldn't be saying. Mm-hmm. Just comedy gold. It would be fantastic. Anywho's, beside all that, they got a Duke Nukem movie in the making right now. That's happening. That's a for sure thing. You don't do something like that unless you intend to do something in, in the core realm either. You just don't. I 100% do not believe that they're just going to make a movie and not have a, a game to go along with it at some point. And on top of all that, lately, and by lately, I mean for months and months and months now, John St. John has been really just hardcore, popping out his the little Duke puppets and doing all sorts of Dukanisms and stuff like that. It's really ramped up, you know, just really throwing Duke out there lately. And then, of course, somebody just recently was like, hey, you know, you guys need to get a you know a Doom like Duke Nukem game. You know exactly what we've talked about before, and he said we can only hope. That means absolutely nothing, but he did say that. And on top of him doing all the Duke snippets lately, just kind of ramping that up out of the blue. Because before that, he was really didn't mention Duke Nukem all that often. It was a lot of uh, the cruise stuff he does and things like that. He was talking about a lot of. I don't know. I just feel weird, man. I feel like there's a Duke Nukem baby going on somewhere and we're just we got no clue on it let alone some of the other stuff they're working on that we do know about that they haven't said a freaking peep about what's going on man what the hell where's gearbox at huge they got two studios quebec and frisco so they got multiple teams that could be doing multiple games and we haven't heard nothing so as as you've been talking i've Uh just been scrolling down on the gearbox official twitter and i will tell you 99.9 percent of their tweets have just been Gearbox publishing stuff. Uh-huh. No Gearbox software stuff. Yeah, nothing. No nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. But but I will say, oh. because the very thing at the very top, was you said, ever since Tiny Teens Wonderland's wrapped up, they've been all quiet on the Western front. Well, today, as we're recording this, they tweeted out that the new class for Tiny Teens Wonderland's will be dropping soon. So a whole new class with a whole new skill tree. Some people have been still working on an actual game, Mr. Eric. I don't know about anything else. I can't speculate on anything else. I, I feel, you know, I would like to agree with you in that there should be some Duke stuff coming out, like a, a traditional Duke 3D type of game. But I just, I don't know. I get what you're saying because there's been a the little bit of the movie buzz. If you look on GearboxLoot.com, they just dropped a whole Duke collection of all mm. kinds of stuff and other stuff too, of course. But I just, I feel like that's not something you just surprise drop. And if it wasn't something you surprise drop, I feel like we would have heard more about it by now, or at least 
even just a sneaky Randy Pitchford tweet of, hey, hey, working on some stuff with an old friend and, you know, a little picture of a, a Lego Duke or something. I don't know what to, what to think about. I would but love it. They're working it, on something, Matt. Obviously, they're working on something. What, I was so, doing I something. Saying, what could it be? Brothers in Arms is finished. No, never it's talk over. about it again. Okay, stop talking. Never, never say it on the That's podcast. That's what I'm saying. It's finished. It's gone. They must have just threw it in the trash can. And decided never to release it. That's been being. That's been something since we started the show. Yeah, that's been worked on. So it can't be that. That's over. Gone. Whoosh, trash can. You got two studios, tons and tons of players, uh, and by players I mean devs. They're they're doing something. They gotta get paid for something. It ain't all of them working on a new class for freaking Tiny Tina's Wonderland. I'm just saying because you said there was nothing new in that department. Okay, literally today yeah, there's just, new in okay. that department. You proved me wrong with one thing here. Yes, give it. They're doing they something. It. They gotta be doing something. And it, we've talked about Project the One v One for a while. I think I think that's just dead and gone. There's nothing. You know, I haven't heard to Piper tale about that. Who knows that that it was, was even for at all. I don't know. I just, I can't, we've had a whole episode where we was, we talked about hoping what Gearbox could do in the future, you know, break into adventure games, break into RPGs, just go completely redo themselves and do something new that they haven't done. And, you know, being first person shooter. Well, here's something that we've forgotten about that I just remembered as you were talking is they did announce. So they are obviously working on, but I feel like this is probably going to be the next step, the next Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, that's true. Because we, we kind of talked about it, you know, after Borderlands 2, before Borderlands 3 was officially announced and teased, we're like, man, what are they working on? It's taken such a long time. That dropped. It was big for like what it was supported for about two years because we had the one season pass and then the, the two that had the, the director's cut stuff, which was kind of, in my opinion, the end of it, mm-hmm. moved on to Wonderlands this year which I feel is not going to get that continued support. So what could come out like next year, because you don't want to overshadow Wonderlands from this year, there would be a smaller dose kind of in a Borderlands area. Boom, Tales from the Borderlands, because it's too soon for a full Borderlands, I think even on a development side. Oh, I think that would be three or four, five years out. I don't know. With the way it's been going, everything has been so slow going. I don't know. But I feel like... Tales. Everybody's working on Tales. That's what I'm going to pin my hopes on. They're moving to the adventure game space. They've already announced it. Next year, holiday season. Boom. Perfect. Now you say that, and of course, you, you just put me in a, a 50-50 mood. Half of me is happy, because you're right. They did say they're going to be making another Tales from the Borderlands. So obviously that's probably something that's in there getting all done up right now. And I would love that. I love Tales from the Borderlands. I would love to play another sequel to that. It's just that's a dream. But right now, Matt, me and Borderlands, I don't. I'm not vibing. I want. I want something in between right now. I want them to do something different. Whether that be, as I already talked about, Duke Nukem, or you know what, just see if they can buy Bulletstorm off of uh, People Can Fly or something. Get it from them and take that or something. I just want a fresh world, something fresh right now. Don't get me wrong, I want Tales from Borderlands 2. I just feel like going from Borderlands to Borderlands to Borderlands, it's too much. It's like someone's like, hey, Eric, just eat Big Macs for the week, a whole week. I'm like, well, I love a Big Mac once in a blue moon, but but not, not, not for a week in a row because it's going to hurt my tummy and make me feel bad. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I like seeing them branch out and do stuff. But you have to remember that they did that with Battleborn. 
They went from Borderlands yeah, to Battleborn to Borderlands to Wonderlands, which is Borderlands. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we all loved the game. Everybody in the community, the listeners, they all loved it too. But from a financials point of view, 2K. from a from uh-huh. a two K point of view, I don't I don't know if they get to do that again, or do they? Is it Tales from the Borderlands, and then the next big release is a full Borderlands, or? You know, Tails, maybe they set up the engine with this one, and then it's a more frequent release than every three to five years where you have, you got all the stuff, just make a new story in that universe using that new engine. I don't know. But quick side tangent, and then we can get back to it. I was on Twitch the other day, and I was like, what's what's, what's on the games tab? And I went almost straight to the bottom, and I saw a Bulletstorm full clip edition there. Uh, and I went, oh, I'll watch somebody play some of this. And it was a dude playing Bulletstorm full clip edition in Duke mode, starting from the beginning, having some laughs and having a blast. And it reminded me, like we always say on the podcast, how much I want to play that game again. So I will 100% support you. I would like Bulletstorm 2 to come from Gearbox or even just from Gearbox Publishing and they had somebody else make it because that game was phenomenal and that would be a perfect in-betweener. You know, it's a, it's a bigger first-person shooter game, but completely unlike looting and shooting, looking at drops, looking at this, just action, crazy combos, doing everything else, that's a perfect palate cleanser right there. So I'm with you on that one. So that'll be the publishing side. There we got it. Publishing, go get People Can Fly, get Bulletstorm 2 in there, and make that a thing. Can't wait. Super excited about it. Gearbox proper, you belong to Tencent now. That's who got who they bought got bought up from. What's the other thing? Or Embracer. Sorry. Embracer. There we go. You're Woo. looking at the Ubisoft news. Don't know. Yes. I was like, you're exactly right. I was earlier. <laughs> so they, they don't got to worry about 2K except for with the Borderlands franchise anymore. They're getting money to do anything they want from Embracer. So what I'm hoping is that there is something currently being made, even if it's not Duke's, just something new or fresh or whatever. Because. Randy and the team, even though Battleborn didn't work out, I don't think they're scared to try new stuff. I don't think, I agree. you know, they're like, oh, it didn't work. That's, that's all we can do is Borderlands. I, I don't think that's that, that's not their vibe that I get. So I feel like even if you're correct and Tails will be like the next one, somewhere in this puddle, I think some Embracer money is happening. And I think something fresh is coming out. I hope it's before Tails. But something, I feel it. There's just something being made somewhere in there that's got some new shine to it. I mean, we've talked about it a million times, but not for a while. I kept thinking of the traditional 2K publishing you know, partnership that they had. But it's still hard to say, do they have that freedom with Embracer Group? We've heard, hey, they're great to work with and we all love them. But the proof is in the pudding and we haven't seen, you know, my, my cup is empty right now. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for my waiter to come with a little ladle and put some pudding in my cup. So I would love that. And, I mean, we've talked about it a million times. I love it when they branch out, when they do crazy stuff, if they have the freedom to do that. I hope they're doing that right now. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck I'm stuck on realism rock here. Like, I want to get over it, but it's just it's stuck in my side right now. It feels bad, but it's, I don't know. Give me a tease. Give me a hint. Give me a concept art. Give me a something. What have we always said? Give me a peek behind the curtain, just a little bit. And that's what it boils down to. And this is the wrong move I think Randy ha- <clears throat> has made. Is Randy's come out on Twitter 
in other spaces and simply said he don't want to play that game no more. Right. He doesn't want to give teases and show off stuff because then people take it and expect too much or, to, you know, whatever. And, and to be fair, people are so mean to him all the time that even when he does give you a piece of pie, people go, oh, I wanted cake, though, and I don't like you in your face. So yes, that's true. I don't blame him, but as a fan, I would like even just like a little bit of whipped cream. You don't even have to yeah. give me the pie. Just put a little whipped cream on the plate. And that's, like I said, that's, I think, the problem is I love Gearbox games. And I want to know what they're up to. I want to know what they're working on, at least to some extent in some way. And they're just not giving it. And the problem with that is I'm drifting. Now I'm like, well, okay, Gearbox isn't giving like you're, isn't giving me any tea, isn't putting anything in here. I guess I'll go see what Square Enix is doing. I'll go see what Ubisoft's up to. I'm going to go see what these people are up to. And then I get invested in them, and they keep chunking out stuff. And so I'm like, wow, you know what? Square Enix, my new favorite of all. Look at you constantly giving me candy, and I'm a happy boy. And then I go, who's Gearbox? What? What are you talking about? I ain't heard something out of them in 17 years. What are they doing? What? Do they still, are they still around? I will play Devil's <laughs> Advocate just a bit. Because Tiny Tina's Wonderlands did like just drop. It is a recent drop. It happened just five months ago. And the last p- bit of DLC is coming out right now. Or mm-hmm. whatever it happens to be. So it's fresh off the grill. It's still in the tray right now, Eric. That second timer hasn't worn off yet. And... The reason we're not vibing with it is just it's not on us. It's not on them. It's just we did, didn't connect with it right. If it connected with us the way that Borderlands 2 did back in the day, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, we'd have the conversation of what is next. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't say nothing's going on right now because we'd be blasting through those chambers, the, doing the stuff. We'd be hyped for the next DLC class. So I feel like it's it's too soon for a big thing, but I would appreciate a tease, like we said. And it feels distant because we aren't hooked in like we used to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it probably is that. But, you know, just whatever. Uh, You're right. (laughs) And, I mean, the other thing, too, is that came out in the spring. Summertime brought all kinds of releases and announcements and all kinds of stuff. And we're still just getting the last drips of that or Mm -hmm. gearing up into the fall bit of that. So. Maybe they're going to do something at PAX. Who knows? I don't know. Isn't PAX like in the fall? One of them is. One of them is. I think the other one's spring, though. Yeah. Whatever. It's because I remember they're always freezing cold in Boston or whatever. That's the one I always remember. Maybe something will come up. Maybe they'll have a publishing panel at the end. They'll go, hey, here's a little sneaky tease at Tales from the Borderlands or something. I hope so. Have some faith, Eric. You know, be optimistic. Well, I want to be optimistic. You know, that's the whole reason I was talking. Was I, I want them to announce something so we can have something to talk about because... Like you said, we're just not vibing the same way with Wonderlands. We're still playing it, but I already feel like it's in the back end mirror there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the thing. What's next? What's going on? Uh-oh. Where's Gearbox at? Doesn't matter, like you said, that it was five months ago. It just feels like it's old and gone now. And I'm like, where are we doing? What's next, Gearbox? I need something. What you got for me? Give me some drugs. Give them to me. I can't help but laugh because it doesn't help that we only play like once every two months. Yeah. Because everything has been going on. But hey, what about you out there in podcast listener land? Are you hooked in? Do you have the the vibes? Because you can't because I literally looked at their Twitter and there wasn't any new game teases or announcements. But if you have the vibes, if you have the inside scoop, if you have the inside source, let us know 
what they're up to. Or just let us know what you're hoping they're up to next via the email thirdshiftme at gmail.com on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook on a third shift. Indeed. Take a look over there. We're there. We're all over the place. I mean, they're even in my car. You know, I pop it up. My little cool screen says third shift podcast. I'm like, wow, that's the thing we do. It's on a screen. That means we're cool and important. Feels good. Feels great. So while I'm on that high and you're on that high, get on over to Patreon. Throw the buck in, two bucks, three bucks, all the bucks. Like I said, like Matt told you earlier on, we got a couple extra shows we do over there. Kind of just going into this, going into that, all sorts of stuff. If you want to know some more nitty-gritty details and some stuff we talk about, that's where you're going to want to go. If you got the cash for it. If you don't, there's other ways to support us. You got the five-star ratings on the iTunes. You can go over to the Spotify now. Rate us over there. You can send in mailbag questions. You want to have us talk about something specific. Go ahead, throw it our way. As long as it relates to anything that is remotely entertaining to us, we'll probably talk about it. What do you know? All sorts of ways to help us help you. So consider one of them. And also consider listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 11th, unless something comes up. But regardless, it will be dropping on iTunes and Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say... Hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do. Those five-star reviews. Give it to us. Give it to us. I need Matt to go, wala, wala, wala. I need him to do a, a thing. And then I go, what? And then we got another new five-star, and then I just say, I sail off the episode. All right, I sail right on off. And then on top of that, I go, then I'll have a conversation post this with Matt where I go, you know, we gotta, we gotta get on that Wonderlands and, you know, put, put some fresh eyes in there and stop, stop beating it down when it's not even a bad game. We gotta get it. I've never that. said it was a bad game. So, I've never said it was a bad game. Yeah, you know, I'm just jumping in. I know there. we've neither of us ever said that, but I'm saying we gotta, maybe if some five stars came our way, we could sail to the heights and out of these desolate holes. And maybe make something of it. I don't know. It's possible. It's up to you, the listener. Can you change the way the world's going for us? That's a, let's see. Now, a very delayed segue is I'll say, if you want to hear me say, ah, wah, wah, ha, and do crazy stuff and have crazy voices, check me out, twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme. I'll be streaming Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster at some point over the next week. And you will enjoy it, and I will enjoy it, and we'll have a blast. But until that happens... Because, hey, that is literally the next time that this will be said. There's nothing else to say, but... Don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.